All right, ladies and gentlemen, it's that time again to step in the ring with the greatest tag team in podcast history, Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast, hosted by Travis D. I'm Dizzle J. And we're here to talk about the results of Great Balls of Fire, and a little bit, kind of, uh, a little bit, you know, here and there, what else is going on in the wrestling world. So how you been this week, man? I'll, I'll ask this question the first time this time. You know, it makes my heart feel good that you care. Yeah. Um, it's going good. It's going good. Um. Uh, you know, work is work, which is nothing ever new, nothing ever different on that. My sister, uh, actually, uh, today, we're, what are we, uh, recording on the 16th, this Sunday, today? Yeah, it technically is. Um, my sister turned 18 today, so my little sister is 18 years old now. You got a Ford card, right? I do have a Ford card. Oh, well, you know. Gotta keep them boys away. Keep them oh, trust boys. me, I, I throw shit on her Facebook from time to time. They know. <laughs> they know. It was amazing. We had a graduation party for her and everything over the weekend, uh, Saturday. So that was a lot of fun. Um, just it was just all in all good. And I've, I've been stuck working, making that week. money, making that making money, that money. You, you know, know, I actually worked on a Saturday for once, and yeah, more power to you, man. That, that, that puts me at over sixty hours for the week. Fuck, all over. fuck that. <laughs> well, as long as you, uh, as long as you're not working next Saturday. Oh, as it stands right now, I'm not, but anything can happen in the world of cereal. God, let's hope not. <laughs> um, for those of you who have been listening for the last few weeks, uh, for those of you who pay attention to our Facebook and our website, uh, next Saturday, the 22nd, is SCW Meltdown. Their, their WrestleMania. It is their WrestleMania. I'm really excited to go out there and see that. I'm really excited to see the matches. Uh, for those of you who follow SCW, if you did see the Facebook Live that President Keats had a few days back, he talked briefly about the um, about the card and the matches. Um, the biggest thing I took from it is that they're going to have a number one contendership battle royal. Ooh! So I'm really excited to see who's well, going to be there know, and who's going to be in it. I love battle royals are probably one of my favorite matches. Oh, absolutely! Don't don't matter who you know who does them. I love the battle mm-hmm. royal. It just adds such an element of. Well, how the hell are they going to shock me this time? Oh, yeah. That's that's one of the things, like, when it comes from, like, uh, like the Royal Rumbles, like, ever since Kofi uh, Kingston joined him, like, what is he going to do in that Royal Rumble to keep himself in it? Well, uh, let's not forget John Morrison, either. Yeah. He did. He pulled some, uh, no hopping on a chair from JBL, <laughs> but. No, I remember, like, what was it? It was that one Morrison um, uh, moment where he got knocked off the uh, ring and he actually grabbed onto the guardrail. Mm-hmm. He ran the guardrail. I, I afterwards. I could never, I could never probably in a million years ever do anything like that in my life. It's I, amazing how they do that, though. I wouldn't even try. <laughs> I couldn't do parkour. No, God, I no. like Cheetos. <laughs> but um, yeah, SCW uh, Shabance, the twenty second. I believe the doors open at six. Six thirty. Six six thirty. Six six thirty. Uh, bell times at seven. Bell times definitely at seven. I know that. So make sure you're there at least by seven. Get a seat. Uh, they just announced on the uh, Facebook, I believe it was uh, Friday, that uh, they have a special uh, raffle prize. Yes, for I forget what the foundation is, but it's going to be a signed was a child size mm-hmm. Ric Flair belt. Yep, it's going to be a it's a child size. Uh, Classic Intercontinental title belt signed by the Nature Boy Ric Flair himself. I, I love the classic look too. I like the white. Mm-hmm. That's my favorite. Right. That I I, enjoy, I I do like it. Um, the the white strap is kind of hit and miss for me. 
But I, I mean, I, I do like the classic compared to the uh, oval that they used to have yeah. in the Attitude Era. Yep. So, um, that we need to have a show to talk about title bouts. We do because that would be a great conversation to have. But I do, I do enjoy the classic one. I think it was, uh, I think it was Ultimate Warrior when he was the uh, Intercontinental Champion. He actually had a yellow strap. Really, I believe so. I don't, yeah. re- I, I don't remember that. No. Again, we'll have that show. Right. We'll definitely have that show, but I think I'd be See, I know that, that Cody Rhodes is the one that changed it back yeah. to the white. Oh, Dashing Cody Rhodes? Dashing Cody Rhodes. The American Nightmare now. Yeah. He's uh was he's in Ring of Honors now? He's all over Ring of Honor. He's in New Japan. I think he's basically in New Japan right now. Part of the Bullet Club. Yeah. No more Stardust. No thank God. Thank God no more Stardust. Um uh, South Championship Rush, uh, Wrestling Meltdown, July 22nd. Check it out on Facebook for all the information there. You can still buy your tickets ahead of time for $10. Uh, go to the uh, Facebook to find those locations, or you can get them at the door for 12 bucks. Great show. Awesome time. I'm excited to be there. I'm super excited. I'm I, sure our friend Steve will be excited to see us there. I'm sure. I had, I know Craig Mitchell, I believe, is on the card. If I remember right, and... and Marche. If I remember right, I think... President Keys mentioned in the Facebook uh, video. I think he's gonna be in the. Uh, in a, I think they're gonna face each other in a championship match. Really? Yeah, I, I'm, I may be wrong. I may need. I may, I may need to double check the video, but I think because he won the Battle Royal from the last Japan show, that he um, he has a title uh, opportunity. I believe they're gonna have it at uh, Meltdown. I mean, you know, he's one of my favorites so far. He's, he's definitely a favorite. I can't wait to get him on the show and talk to him. I think we need to try to get to him Saturday. We need to. We need to. I actually uh, got a communication from, uh, I believe, Andy Black contacted us oh, about really? uh, coming on the show. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, I'm, I'm really excited for us to get that process going to start getting some uh, on air interviews with these guys. Um, I would love to sit down and talk to Andy Black and figure out what his issue is with President Keats because. That would be an interview that would be uh, quite enjoyable for our listeners to hear. I mean, I grew up with a lot of women in my life, so I, I kind of love gossip and I love the <laughs> the drama of the aspect. I don't like personal drama. I like listening to everybody else's drama. <laughs> Maybe that's why I'm such a wrestling fan. It's not my shit, you know? <laughs> that's someone else's crap. <laughs> that's somebody else's deal. I'm just going to watch the train wreck as it goes. Oh, fuck. Um... <laughs> <laughs> Oh fuck, man! Um, all right, uh, let's quickly because we wanna we wanna get through the results of uh, Great Balls of Fire and we wanna do our predictions for Battleground. Um, before we do that, uh, I, w- I just wanna run some quickly by you, and I want your thoughts and feelings about it. There are rumors going around speculating a possible Shield reunion for SummerSlam. Now, see, I w- I would think. Don't get me wrong, I love the Shield when they're around. I just think that uh, SummerSlam may be too early. I think that's something you might want to build to. I, th- I see the whole problem with it is like, so from from the article that I read, it showed that it was going is that it's supposed to be rumored to be Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, Roman Reigns reforming the Shield to take on Braun Strowman, Bray Wyatt, and The Miz. Um. I think based on the time frame, it should work out. But I think what the problem is, is they started this too early. 
Because this would have been a great Survivor Series match. That's that, see, that's exactly what I was thinking. Yeah. I don't think they could drag this out to Survivor Series at this point. Because I believe the Survivor Series is until November. It's either yeah, it's either October or November. Yeah. So I mean, like to I mean to have this drag out up until that point. I mean, you're thinking about what three, four more months of you know raw live episodes and everything. So. I don't see him being able to drag it all the way out. SummerSlam is what um, is in the middle of August, so they get. I mean, it gives them about four weeks to build something up. I just, I'm confused on how people are really going to react to that reunion because it's it's got to be like a one time, you know, it to a be one a, and done, like a one night only until they do like the DX mm-hmm. thing and they come back a couple times or whatever. Yeah. Well, the thing is, like, I don't, I, I can't see it. Being a like a mega power tag team, you know, like when you know Hulk Hogan and Macho Man had the mega powers when the Ultimate Warrior, yeah, Ultimate Warrior and Macho Man when they had I can't remember the name of that fucking tag team, but when they were together, um, what was my thing? Triple H and Stone Cold Steve Austin, two man power trip. Even when Shawn Michaels and Triple H came back together as DX, I don't know if there's an opportunity for three top guys in on Raw's branch. To set aside single competitions to create that faction all over again, or, I, think, I think it would have it would have to be bigger. That's what you know, like when DX and you had DX the Nation Domination, and I know I'm forgetting one or two more at that time, which caused mm-hmm. you to have to be in a faction just to keep afloat in the business per se. You know what I mean? Heart Foundation, right. Heart Foundation. Foundation. Yeah. Yeah, do you remember? Uh, you remember, like, not to get off topic real quick, but you remember the uh, the storyline they had when DX went into uh, the Nation Domination's uh, locker room, wrote all those racial slurs on there, and blamed on uh, the Heart uh, the Heart Foundation. Man, I, I do not. But it that was that was a pretty intense storyline. Um, but it did happen. It's actually on YouTube. If you want to check it out, it's it's pretty interesting. But if you're to do something like that. To bring back the shield, to be together, to face another faction. I mean, what faction is that? Because you can't have the Mizar. And is Mizdarage? Yeah, you can't have the, you can't the, have them be a faction. I mean, that just wouldn't work. I think if you have a faction and you can use Miz, that's fine. I just don't think his two supporting idiots right now mm-hmm. can handle it. I am the biggest anti Bo Dallas. I I can't stand the guy. No. I can't stand the way he talks. I mean, I, I might just be a jerk, but I, I can't stand him. I think the other uh, was a Curtis Axel. Mm-hmm. I think there's talent there, but I don't think Miz is the right person to show him. No. There was a, you know, like when you go on Facebook and like, um, I think the group is called like Sportsters or something like that. I know what you're talking about. They always have like those random lists of people. Right. On the list, uh, one of the list of people, they had, like, the top five, like, groups that need to get together or people that need to get together. On that list, they had um, The Miz and Titus O'Neil. That'd be interesting. To come together, like, you know, the Titus brand and the Miserage or whatever the fuck it's called. That'd be interesting, but I don't see it working because both of them want to be the center of attention. Yeah. I still want Nation Domination 2017. That'd be awesome. I still want Tyson Neal. 
I still want Apollo Crews. I want them to get together with, you know, have heel. our truth. Our truth, yeah. I mean, I mean, I don't think he's gonna do anything after this whole Goldust thing, you know. It's, no. Um, but yeah. So, final thoughts. Uh, do you think the Shield um, idea would be a good thing? At this time, no. I think that they're just trying to cash in why they got all of them on the same show. I think you're gonna hurt Romans. Um, what do you call that? Not the pacing, but. Momentum? The momentum he has right now. Okay. Whether people hate him or love him, he gets the reaction. Yeah. Just like Cena. You know, Cena sucks. Let's go Cena. Mm -hmm. That's what you want. And I just think that he needs to be developed, and I think he's going to go heel. So if if the faction does come back, he'll be the one to turn. He needs to be heel. Yeah. Based, based on the match that we're going to talk to uh, talk about here shortly from the pay-per-view, a heel turn is something that could be definite, and I believe it's something that should happen. Yeah. Uh, so diving right into the pay-per-view that just happened this past Sunday, uh, WWE Great Balls of Fire is the inaugural show of this pay-per-view. Um, as far as I can tell, it's going to be a continuous year-round thing until, you know, there is no more brand split or whatever. I mean, that's their choice. More power to them. Um, the pre-show started out with, uh, Akira versus Neville Neville for the Cruiserweight title. What, what are your thoughts on this match? I mean, I thought it was a pretty good match. I love the Cruiserweight division. Mm-hmm. As you know, I usually pick the high flyers for most things. I think Akira should have had it. Neville's just got that X factor where he just knows where to strike and when to strike. It, it's getting to that point now when you sit there and you look at it and you... Think about all the guys he faced and all the guys who are there at um, 30-205 in the Cruiserweight division, division. Who is there currently that could take the title from him? Yeah, it's it's hard. I mean, he's beaten TJP how many times? Mm-hmm. Rick Swan. Uh, I'm not sure if Gentleman Jack has had. Uh, nope, he did have a match. And yep, actually, I think he got the closest that to was, everybody. That was my favorite Cruiserweight match I have seen since they started. I like Gentleman Jack. He is, he, I mean, he, yes, I, I love his character just because, I mean, he, like, he, he kicks ass. I mean, like, he throws your, his head into yours. Oh, I mean, and, and it's know? brutal, too. Yeah, but then he has that goofy side where he does, like, that Mary Poppins drop right. in. Um, I do remember seeing that match. I can't remember what pay-per-view it was that, but, I mean, like, they kicked the shit out of each other oh, in that yeah. match. Um, but yeah, you know, gentleman Jack, uh, Austin Aries, you know, he, he, I mean, he beat them all. It's getting to a point out like there may be someone new that needs to come in. Well, Austin's gone now. Yeah. Yeah. So Aries is gone out of WWE for the time being. Mm-hmm. So who, and you know, who I haven't seen in a while is, uh, the Brian Kendrick. Where's he been? Yeah. I, I, I mean, I, I don't watch a whole lot of 205 Live, but I haven't seen him on Raw. Where's he been? Or who's coming? You you know something. Somebody's going to come up and just either elevate themselves or Neville's just going to clean house again. Yeah. It, it, and it, I, where I'm at right now with it, I see it as someone new's coming in and whoever is that new person is going to take the title. Because that's going to be the impact to the Cruiserweight division. 
I don't know who it is. You know, maybe it's Crazy Steve. Oh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. You know, maybe. I, I enjoy Crazy Steve. Maybe this is going to be, uh, you know, Enzo Amore's great push. It uh, very well could be after getting his ass handed to him on Sunday. Yeah, that was brutal too. Yeah. This this was an entire, like, this entire pay-per-view was nothing but brutalness to it. I, I think this, this pay-per-view was so far probably the best pay-per-view that Raw Brand has mm-hmm. put on. Yeah. And yeah. Even with better matches than what they had at their Extreme Rules, non-Extreme Rules matches. Yeah, this, oh no, this by far is better than Extreme Rules. I think what we're going to do at the end of the year, I think we're going to end up ranking all these pay-per-views. Because I think that'd be fun. Um, but this is by far one of the best, best pay-per-views of the year. Like, of the entire fucking year to me, this is one of the best pay-per-views. Just from the matches. Because when you look at the list of everyone, like, outside of The Miz and Brock Lesnar, you know, a little bit of the Hardy Boys, obviously, but they came and went. These are newer talents. Right. And, and that's the one thing I loved about it. You know, you, you had Braun Strowman and Roman Reigns. You had Alexa Bliss. And um, why can't I remember the other people's names in this? Um, Sasha Banks. Yeah, I mean, like you had you had the younger talent out there. You didn't have like all the veterans out right. there doing everything. Um, so um, Akira versus Neville. Neville end up winning. Hopefully, somewhere in the future, there is someone new that's going to come in, make an impact, and hopefully, sometime soon, you know, it's somebody you know maybe at least ex- expect it. You know? Yeah, time I mean, who who says Austin Aries isn't just chilling out for a while then? make his triumphant return mm-hmm. after he learned something new. But we both picked Akira. Sorry, Lucia, I just saw an article come up. Uh, yeah, we both picked Akira for it, and obviously we're both wrong. <laughs> both we're wrong. going for the underdog there. Uh, you brought up that article. So is this the first time you're seeing this? This is the first time I'm seeing this. Okay, so this got announced today, and a fan uh, tagged Renee Young on Twitter. Renee Young had not heard that as a yet, because as you know, she is the host of Talking Smack. Mm-hmm. Oh, if you're wondering, because this is an audio show, <laughs> <coughs> we're looking at a um, we're looking at an article that's stating uh, Vince McMahon cancels WWE Talking Smack. Um, anyways, what you're saying? Yeah, well, she didn't find out supposedly until the fan had said something on Twitter. About how she uh, she was good and everything. Uh, I don't know if you might. It might not. I'm sure the WWE wouldn't post that themselves. But Renee Young's probably one of their best. I love Renee. She. I mean. I mean, compared to her, like I think, like before her, the only great like commentator or anything in the back was Jonathan uh, Jonathan Coachman. Or Michael Cole. Right. I mean, like, those three, you know, Coachman, Cole, uh, Renee, those three were the best, like, behind-the-scenes uh, interviewers that I remember in WWE. I mean, obviously, there are more from the past, Mean Gene Okerlund and all that, but, right. I mean, like, well, from I, my time of watching wrestling. So, with that being said, and where Michael Cole and Coachman came up, do you think we'll see Renee Young at ringside? I would love to see a female commentator at, uh, at the ring. I think the problem with Talking Smack is, is Talking Smack comes on after 205 Live. 
So you were watching SmackDown, then you have to go on Dating Network, watch 205 Live, and then you have to watch uh, Talking Smack. So by the time you're done, it's 11 o'clock at night. Yeah. You know, I think that's what the biggest problem is. You know, it's like, and obviously you don't want one to take over the other because you now you have to decide, do you want to watch 205 Live or do you want to watch Talking Smack? I think it'd be beneficial to move 205 Live to a Thursday or Friday. Mm-hmm. And it would, it would work out perfect because, okay, so now you got Raw on Monday, you have SmackDown on Tuesday, you have NXT on Wednesday. Why not 205 Live on Thursday? I mean, Friday, I think more people would rather go out and enjoy themselves than, you know, sit around watching TV. 205 Live, I think, would work perfect on Thursdays. I don't think they have another wrestling show out there that goes on Thursdays, well, as far you, as the goes. Yeah, WWE doesn't, as far as I know. Um, I think, is Impact on Thursdays? I don't remember. I have no idea what it just records on. on a I, D, it just records on a DVR, so I, I have no yeah, idea. I, I watch it from on demand, so, <laughs> you know, it's... Um, but that would be interesting to see. I hope they don't cancel 205 Live because I do love watching Renee Young do what she does best, and that is, you know, having the interviews with, you know, the Daddy talent. Um, can I get back to the uh, results and everything? Um, the next match we can talk about here is, um, Bray Wyatt versus Seth Rollins. This did not go the way I thought it was going to go. Uh, Bray Wyatt has a long history of not being able to pull off at the big show, at pay-per-views. So I thought Seth was going to take it. Were you surprised that uh, if you take away the 30-minute Iron Man match, this is the second longest match in the entire pay-per-view? Is this one-on-one contest between Bray Wyatt and Seth Rollins? Yeah. It It didn't feel like that. No. And that's what's great about these two guys, too, because it's such a fast-paced such an action-packed match, it, it just flies by. I didn't see it ending that way. No. I, I, I thought Seth, you know, the the king killer, whatever they call him, I thought he was going to take it. Um, maybe this is, you know, the beginning of Brace Push. Maybe this is, like, you know, the beginning of the feud saying, like, you know, Seth Rollins can't beat Bray Wyatt. Uh, Roman Reigns cannot beat Braun Strowman. Dean Ambrose cannot beat The Miz. But the shield beats everybody, right? So I, I could see that how they're going to work it in. Mm-hmm. But you're also talking; it was a well placed thumb to the eye that caused Seth to lose. When's a win, bro? Not once, but twice. Because mm-hmm. on Raw, Bray put him down again. Yeah, yeah, and I'm saying like maybe maybe that rumor could be more and more valid just based on that. You know, these three guys. Can't seem to beat these guys. These are, uh, you know, they're the people that they're facing at this time. So maybe they need to get together, take them all down at once, you know? Give Braun a fucking triple power bomb. So, what do you think the reaction would be if you hear the shield music kick and you hear the. I don't remember what the words were anymore. If they, uh, they did the, um, what was it, the, uh, the shield, they, well, they spelled out shield yeah. and, um, I can't remember what it's like called. Like army words. And yeah, like what the fuck it was called. Um, but if they do do the S.H.I.E.L.D. reunion, I hope to God they do the original entrance. All three, through the uh, through the fans and everything, like the original. I don't want them coming out individually. I want them to get back in the S.H.I.E.L.D. attire, come through the ring, you know, through the I, fans. I think I would like to see a more updated S.H.I.E.L.D. attire. Updated, yeah. But S.H.I.E.L.D. You know? attire nonetheless. I don't want, you know, 
Seth Rollins going out there in his fucking leather pants and shirtless. And no, no Power Ranger uniform. No, no, and fucking uh, Dean Ambrose in jeans and you know Roman dressing like you know the Shield still. <laughs> you know, Poor Roman. Yeah, that, that guy does. Uh, that guy does not do any benefits for himself. Uh, Bray Wyatt takes the match, which you took the prediction. I did. So right now I am up by one so far. Let's see how the rest of this goes. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, we didn't check before this. No, no fuck no. Uh, Big Cass versus uh, Enzo Amore. That was a slaughter. It was very it much a slaughter. It was an absolute slaughter. There were like very, very little times where Enzo had the upper hand. And I think it was like at the very beginning where he jumped him. Yep. And then like somewhere in the middle where he kind of had his comeback. But by the end of it, I mean, he he just got laid out. It really and truly, this match didn't hold my interest too long. Um, I knew what was going to happen. Cass is just too big, too powerful, quick. Yeah. And now, on to the big show for Big Cass. So, big versus big. Yeah. Did, um, now, I don't know if you were able to catch uh, Raw Talk. But uh, Big Cass actually went on there and called out Brock Lesnar. Really? He did. So you think we're going to see Brock and Big Cass? I would like to see it. I don't I don't know if Cass has that much momentum yet. Well, he's, mean, he's definitely not in contendership. No, no. I mean, there's still, I mean, obviously Roman and uh, Samoa Joe still got to face each other to get that number one contender spot against Brock Lesnar. Um, Cass could be up there, but I don't think he's there yet. And you know what? It, it, I mean, it all depends. I mean, if Joe, if, if Joe or Roman end up going to SummerSlam, they end up beating Brock Lesnar, that could be a match we'll never see. That's very true. Yeah. You know what I was just thinking? How would you like to see Kevin Nash come back and take Cass under his ring? Just let me show you. I... I was a huge Kevin Nash fan, so I like I like I like Diesel. I mean Nash Diesel, the Wizard, <laughs> whatever the Oz, whatever Oz. the fuck you want to call it, Mom. It it would be interesting, but it would be weird to have a seven foot tall manager. But it'd be cool. I'm not saying it wouldn't be, but it'd be very very weird. We're missing managers nowadays. I, there are, there are no Heenans, no Jimmy the Mouth. I think uh, I think we're doing great without him. I still think it adds that little element, a little Mister Fuji dust here and there. Oh my god! <laughs> Maybe I mean, like I mean, I think for certain people it would work out. Like if you know Kurt Angle came back and he managed uh, American Alpha, I think that would oh, be man, something that would be, work out. That'd be cool. If um, you know, like certain things like that. I mean, right now, I mean, like, when you get power couples and everything, I, you know, like Maurice and The Miz, you know, I think they work together just because they are a couple and, you know, she's just a manager now. Um, when Maria and her husband, um, Mrs. Maria, <laughs> Bennett, <laughs> yeah. but for the time being, he's using her last name at Dirty Canellis. Yeah. Um, it would work for them, too. I mean, like, I think, like, I think with, I think with Dirty E getting away from, kayfabe and doing the reality shows and everything i think they're more prone to having couples together as much as they can so they make those managers work out that way paul Heyman's just like a 
An exception to the rule. A tumor. A tumor? Just, just never goes away. A tumor? Yeah. I, I don't know. I mean, that man's a genius. Yeah, but, I mean, like, he just, like... If, if that man would have been able to have the gift of wrestling behind him and not the gift of fat walrus, he would have been one of the top guys in any organization. If Brock Lesnar and Paul Heyman left tomorrow... It would I wouldn't not, miss Brock. It, it would not impact wrestling anymore. I wouldn't miss Brock. I, I mean, you don't need Heyman. I, I just like if having you, him If around. you don't have Brock, you don't need Heyman. No, you you Behind get, the scenes, you'll need Heyman. But you do not need him up front anymore. You definitely need his ass behind the unless, scenes. Unless, you know, when he goes out, if fucking Samoa Joe ends up facing Brock Lesnar, and Samoa Joe becomes a, a new Paul Heyman guy, Fine. But the thing is, like, I mean, to me that wouldn't work, first of all, because it's, you know, Samoa Joe's not some newbie who needs guidance. But if Paul Heyman was to go on to Raw on Monday and say, this is my last night here, it would not cause a ripple in the wrestling business whatsoever. I mean, in a way, yes, but nobody's going to... In every way, yes. (laughs) In every way, yes. Yeah, a lot of people would be upset. I guarantee a lot of people would be upset if you don't see Heyman on TV anymore. Ladies and gentlemen, (laughs) my name is Travesty, (laughs) and I'm a host of Just Freaking Wrestling. (laughs) And I want you to tell me if you would miss Paul Heyman if he was gone tomorrow. Put it on Facebook, put it on Twitter. And let me know what your thoughts are, because that's something that would interest me, not enough. I honestly believe if Paul Heyman left after Monday, he would not be missed. So let me know. Put in the comments on Facebook, uh, post on Facebook, post on Twitter, and let us know the situation and where you guys stand with that. Um, cast- <laughs> that's what we're doing, huh? That's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing. <laughs> that's what we're doing. <laughs> Uh, Cass and Enzo, Cass ended up winning. Uh, Cass debuted his new theme song. Not a huge fan of it, but maybe it'll grow on me. Don't know. It's kind of weird. I, I think he wasn't as, like, I you know, he wasn't as flashy with his entrance or something. I, I guess when you're used to Enzo being the cheerleader for him, mm-hmm. that you would kind of expect a little more than just him raising his hand. I expected a ro- uh, wardrobe change. Like pants, not not not. Pants like, would make sense. Not the speedo thing. I mean, like being a big guy. When you're a big guy like that, granted, you know the giant. He did in a singlet his entire career, so he didn't have anything to worry about. But when you look at like you know like the Undertaker, you look at Kevin Nash, uh, El Gigante. I guess Andre the Giant made it work too. Regardless, so I think pants make a lot better ring attire than a speedo for a big guy. Test even bigger guy pants. I mean, big show. Yeah, well, and that's why I said, like, I mean, like for big for big show, he did it for his entire career. But the thing is, I I see Cass trying to be more than just when when the big show originally saw wearing a singlet, he came out, he was billed in ICW as the son of Andre the Giant. This is true. So they dressed him like Andre the Giant. Right. That. Also happened back in the 90s when singles were really more common. I mean, the only people that wear singlets now 
American Alpha, who were amateur wrestlers. I really can't think of anyone else who wears a singlet. No. Uh, Bo Dallas did for a while. He actually might still wear a singlet now that I think about it. But maybe I think he was an amateur wrestler too. I think I think it's mostly amateur wrestlers that wear singlets nowadays. Santino Morella wore a singlet. Yeah, that guy was a goofy fuck the entire time he was there. Whatever. He when they let him wrestle, he could actually wrestle. But he is just so so good at being a better doink the clown than doink the fucking clown. <laughs> um yeah, I, I mean, did you happen? Uh, also, like, real quick, did you happen to catch uh, the meme that they put on uh, online with uh, Big Cats' new entrance? When <laughs> and his hand up just said "big ass." It said "big ass." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fucked up camera angles. They'll do that shit to you, man. I'm telling you. Um, but yeah, so Big Cats ended up taking the win. We both said that. So I'm still up by one right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Um, who knows? You could win. Yeah. So we'll, we'll see what we'll see what happens. Enzo Mori. You know, they did show um, a little uh, sneak peek uh, behind the scenes. Him getting carried into uh, the trainer's office to get checked out. So see if he's gonna be around. See if he ends up in two hundred five live. I don't think that they're gonna carry this uh, Enzo Cast feud any further because there's really nothing more you need to do about it. I mean, it it, 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 part, I mean, it wouldn't be worth seeing them in a cage match or no. anything like that. Legitly, Cass could just like throw him in the mm-hmm. cage and be done with it. Absolutely, Londard him like Nash did Mysterio back in the day. Um, Cesaro and Sheamus versus the Hardy Boys, thirty minute Iron Man match. Uh absolute genius um, move when it came to Sheamus and Cesaro within the first fifteen seconds of the match. I missed the first fifteen seconds of the match when they got the first fall. Yeah. Yeah. I missed the first fall. Yeah. It, so so basically all it was, like, the bell rang. Cesaro lunged at Matt Hardy, slid behind him out of the ring. Matt Hardy turned around. Seamus bro kicked him for the pin. God, that's... This match did not feel like a half an hour. Mm-hmm. So I could easily call this match of the night. It, uh, high pace, high impact. Uh, maybe broken Hardys now. Who knows? I could see it. I, I, I did um you know, I did see some articles that talked about uh the Hardy splitting up to do some single things. If it works for them, it works for them. I don't want them to split up. I think that they need to pick up where the Dudley's left off and help grow the tag team division. Um I did find it weird though on Raw when um Revival uh just came on just attacked the Hardys out of nowhere for no reason whatsoever. I I did see that. I mean, the revival wants to make a name for themselves. Why not go after the veterans? Why not? Why not go after tag team champions? The tag team champions are a little scary than the veterans. <laughs> yeah, I, I think I think the old guys have been getting beat up for years on end now. <laughs> um, I'm gonna do this real quick just to uh, kind of describe every pinfall. I'm just gonna do it real quick so everyone knows the pinfalls on here. And Grant, if I'm ruining this for you. Go watch it and come back and listen to the show. But we're trying to give you as much information as possible. You should have watched it by now. Exactly. Uh, first pinfall was a bro kick from Sheamus and Matt Hardy. Second pinfall was when Sheamus and Cesaro performed a white noise diving neckbreaker combination, which was pretty fucking awesome. I like I like their combinations. That was incredible. Uh, they performed on Jeff Hardy. Took a 
took the match two to nothing. Jeff Hardy performed a twist of fate on Cesaro, making it two to one. Um, after Cesaro threw Matt into a ring post, and Matt Hardy went out of the ring. Matt was counted out, making it a three one. Uh, with the aid of Matt, Jeff pinned Cesaro with a split legged pin to score uh, three to two. Now at this point, Matt performed a Super twist of fate on Sheamus to even a score three to three. Yes, I, it, that was awesome. when Matt takes those higher risks, it's it's something to see because he usually doesn't do too much of that anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, towards the end of the match, uh, Jeff Hardy performed a swanton bomb on Sheamus because at this point he's thinking Sheamus is the legal man. Cesaro did a blind tag to Sheamus, making him the legal man. So as soon as he did the twist of fate. Cesaro just curled him up, held him as tight as he could, and got that pin for fourth. I mean, it was lovely. You get down to the final counts, the final seconds of the match. Jeff Hardy performs a twist of fate on Cesaro, goes for the pin. Once the refs hits two, the buzzer sounds, the match ends. Cesaro and Sheamus retains their uh, titles in a 4-3 in the 30-minute Ironman match. I am normally not for throwing two guys together who were singles competitors before, Mm -hmm. you know. But this has worked so well for uh, Cesaro and Sheamus. And I love seeing them together. I love that they finally got matching uniforms or whatever you want to call them. They come out and they got the, you know, his kilt thingy. And I don't know what the top piece is. But I think it, it just works so well that Mick Foley put them together. And that was probably one of the best things Mick Foley did when he was on Raw. Mm-hmm. Oh, I, I agree with you 100%. I um, I, I like how they work together. I like how they're given an opportunity to do something because I think separately they they would be kind of be a lull in their uh, mm-hmm. careers because it just I mean at this point you have a lot of guys fighting for one title, right? You know you have like one guy fighting for the Canada title which blows my mind, but then you have like six different people going for the uh, Universal title. This way, Sheamus and Zara doesn't have to worry about trying to find time to get singles about They can work together in a tag team. And I think with them going heel, makes it a lot better for them. Uh, see, I always preferred heel Sheamus. Mm-hmm. And I always liked... Uh, Cesaro, to me, he that man can do no wrong. I have not seen anything I've disliked from him. Yeah. Whether it be face or heel. Either way, he's great. And he is one of probably their underrated, underutilized talents at that on Raw Brand. I think he could have he could have been so much more and they just like what do we do with him? Yeah. Yeah. I I'm hoping I'm hoping down the road within the next two, three months and everything everyone has a spot for each other and it's not this whole we're building Bray Wyatt to be the heavyweight champion and no he just lost to a twelve year veteran and now he's kind of an Nobody mid Carter, right? No offense to him in any way, but I mean, he's not main eventing. You know, he did. Uh, he, he did that five well man. Be. He did that five man match. You know, but, I mean, you threw other people in there. That I mean, it wasn't a one on one. He he did. A, he he main evented WrestleMania for God's sakes, mm-hmm. and now he's literally fucking opening shows. You know, I mean, I mean, this is like, and there, there's nothing wrong with the talent. Either no. way, he's probably one. He is one of the best big men that they have, mm-hmm. guaranteed. And I'm, I'm a little partial to the big men too, especially when they can fly around the yeah. ring like they weigh 150 pounds. Mm-hmm. And they, he's just got that it factor to me that 
you know, that darkness that's going to obviously be missing now that Undertaker is gone. You're going to need somebody that, that can tap into the mystical arts, so to say. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I, I'd rather them go back to doing the uh, the Finn Balor uh, Bray Wyatt feud. Because I think that would help open the door for Demon Finn, mm-hmm. which I love Demon Finn. I'm excited to see Demon Finn. Um, Sasha Banks uh, versus Alexa Bliss. It's weird because. We both said Alexa. We were both wrong, mm-hmm. and yet she's still a champion. Yeah, well, I mean, sometimes you just have to play the cards the right way. Yeah, as was weird too, because like she, I mean, she kind of figured it out pretty damn quick. Like she doesn't have to win, right? She's she just can't fun. be pinned, right? You know, and that's and that's what she's gonna do. And it was it was a wonderful it was a wonderful match for uh, for a women championship match. Um, Sasha Banks always goes out there and busts her ass in every match she's in. Alexa, Alexa. Bliss, yeah, so she does. I mean, like, I, I, and I won't ever take that away from her. I mean, especially like when she had that tables match with um, Charlotte. No, the fucking the, the redhead. I think's hot. Becky. Becky Lynch. So when Alexa and Becky Lynch had that tables match and everything, I mean, she did get ex- extreme on it. You know, pun intended for the candlestick match that she had with Bailey. <laughs> but when Sasha Banks has. All those impact matches with Charlotte, Hell in a Cell, you know, mm-hmm. the Falls Count Anywhere and everything. Like, she, she thought, I mean, especially at the end of the match, after the count out, when Alexa's walking away and she attacks Alexa. And then Sasha leaps off the announcer's table to the floor above Double on knees, bam. Right on her. I, I mean, this is the, I'm, I'm getting flashbacks of Trish and Lita mm-hmm. back in the day out of, especially her and Charlotte, I think are going to be. They're gonna, they're gonna be it. Yeah. I would love to see Naomi be the it too, because Naomi to me is probably the most gifted. Yeah, naturally. And I know you know genetics. Yeah, but man, that that girl moves. Oh yeah, I, I, and you have to you have to you know give all that crap back to her dancing history and everything. But she has such an athletic gift in that ring. Right. You know, and you can't look past it. I'm so glad that he's not looking past it anymore and gave her that opportunity to be women's champion. I don't know where he's uh, going to go with this after this now. I don't know if Bailey's going to fall back into the picture. Is Nia Jax going to eventually get that title match that she deserves, that one-on-one? Um, I'm happy Sasha got back in the title um, uh, picture. You know, she did kind of drop off there for a little bit. Mm-hmm. Now she's back. She's making an impact, which... You know, I think that's what all the uh, 30 women uh, superstars are looking to do now is to be that to be that uh, woman that wants to be noticed, you know, and to grab that title. Because when when you look at women's championships compared to men's championships, there's three different men's championships that you can go for if you count the Cruiserweight title. If you count the tag team, you're looking at four separate tag teams. For women, well, they have one. At- you're looking at Universal. Universal. WWE Heavyweight. Yep. Intercontinental. Yep. US. US. Both tag, tag teams. teams. And Cruiserweight. So you're, now you're looking at six. Compared six to two. Yep. For all these women, their opportunity to hold a title is one of two. Right. You know, it. you sit there and think, like, you know, so, I mean, everyone wants to bust their ass. And I think maybe the ratio is a little bit off because, you know, there aren't as many women wrestlers as there are male wrestlers. But when you have six, seven, eight female wrestlers on one show and only one of them could hold that title, 
you know. So, so do you think there's ta- do you think there's enough interest to make more titles for the women division? I would like to see a women's tag team title. I think I've only seen one other company do that. It's TNA, right? And it was TNA. TNA. But they 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 it dwindled out because they gave the belts to um, ODB and at the time her man toy Eric Young. Yeah, see, that kind of ruins it. That, that, that kinda, ruins like, it. Yeah, it gets rid of it. But, I mean, like, it was just, like, they definitely, I would definitely, like, see, like, another, like, kind of women's belt. I don't know what kind of women's belt. Um, definitely not the Divas belt. Definitely no, not a Divas belt. I always belt. thought the Divas belt was a little too... The butterfly thing girl. was weird. The butterfly thing was really yeah. fucking weird. Um, but, I mean, like, a tag team belt or something along the lines. I mean, I something that I think that they could try to figure out to work. I mean, they called the fucking... New heavyweight title, universal title, for God's sake. They can think of something. Right. But, um, uh, so to kind of like narrow it down without discussing this match too much, but, uh, Alexa did end up retaining the title. She did lose by count out. Um, I think Sasha does have another opportunity. I think she deserves another, at least another opportunity, but at the same time, she can't be given multiple. You know, it's right. Give her one more, have her win or lose fairly. Let's move on to the next person. Let's give Nia Jax her opportunity. Until she pulls the Christian. One more match. One, one more, more match. Oh, my God. I fucking love that. I, I think people annoyed. Like you were annoyed by it? I, I was annoyed by it. I fucking love that. I thought it was the funniest thing. But I'm I, not the biggest Christian fan to begin with. I love the fact that she he worked that into his uh, induction speech for Edge. I love he that. He fucking, I love the fuck that he did that. Um... What next match do we want to talk about here? How about uh, The Miz versus uh, Dean Ambrose? Air Continental title match. What did you put? You you were right when you said The Miz, and I was wrong when I said Dean. So now we're tied. Yay! <laughs> For now. For now. Um, The match literally happened the way you explained it. The Miz was out there. They caused a distraction. They caused, you know, Dean well, to lose I mean, the match. Uh, history repeats itself, so to say. Everybody who has an entourage, as far as I can remember, retains their title for a pretty decent amount of time until shit starts falling apart. Mm-hmm. Or you get another faction coming after you. And then it's even, everybody gets thrown out. I just Right now, the Miz is hot, and I think his momentum is better than Dean's. Because he gets the he gets bigger crowd reaction, I feel, than Dean. I, I like Dean. Don't get me wrong. I love watching him wrestle. I love his antics and all that mm-hmm. shit. But I really think he needs to step up the crazy just a little bit. I think he needs to become a little more unhinged. You want more crazy Dean? I want more crazy Dean. <laughs> Fuck that, man. That's, that might be too much. I want him setting shit on fire or something. <laughs> Filling cars full of cement. Come on now. <laughs> oh fuck. Um. I don't know. Overall, like, what was your what was your feeling on this match? I mean, I it wasn't too exciting. It was roughly a little over ten minutes. Yeah. Um, it, I mean, it, it was a basic match. It was same old, same old. For right. Them. I mean, it was it was no difference than you know the stipulation match at Extreme Rules, except for the fact that Maurice wasn't more involved as she was then. It's it wasn't a horrible match, but it was a Miz Dean match. Oh, nothing, yeah. nothing too exciting. About yeah, it. I mean, I'm not going to rant and rave about it. No. 
Um, we're actually uh, taking up all our time to do these uh, results. I'm actually impressed. I mean, maybe we should record at four o'clock in the morning more often. Oh <laughs> uh, fuck, we we are we are on a roll here. Okay, uh, I think the last I think there's only two more matches left here. Um, nope, that's a lie. Technically, there's three more, but we'll explain that in a minute. Uh, Braun Strowman versus Roman Reigns ambulance match. This, outside of the 30-minute Iron match, was the longest match. This match was fucking awesome. They literally I tore the roof down. Tore the place apart. I'm through, I have been waiting so long for somebody to go through that goddamn stage mm-hmm. up there and for Braun to do it and then get back up. Oh, my God. That man's a beast. Yeah. The only thing I did not like about this match, which, I mean, there was literally a very, very low number of things I didn't like. There was literally one thing I did not like. Loved everything about the match, but one thing. I did not like the fact that the only reason Roman lost was because he missed a spear and dove into the I thought that I thought that was awesome. I liked it because it, it showed Braun as not only just a, a big monster, but a big monster that can move and thought quick enough to close that damn door when he went in there. I thought it was great. It's just, it, it, it lost, it lost a small amount of appeal to me when literally you lost a match by, you pretty much lost it for himself. It's not like that's the first time it's happened in history. Though. Yeah, I know. But I mean, think, think about technicalities about the match real quick. And I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go straight mental Mary on this one, like she did in that car ride with your son. <laughs> if you think technically about the rules, the rules of the match stated is you are to put your opponent into the ambulance and close the doors. Braun did not put Roman in that ambulance. Technically, he put himself in there. Okay, but at the same time, in Tables matches, it says you're supposed to put your opponent through a table, but if you sidestep them and they go through a table, you win. Yeah. But how can you how can you really win a match if you don't if you aren't the cause of that victory? It makes no sense. Yeah. I mean like I'm not gonna take the win away from Ron. <laughs> well, you, but you can't. It, it's his. Uh, yeah, I mean like it's just like and like and I and like I honestly don't give a shit about how the match lost uh finished and everything. It shows the fact that it was a little bit goofy how this entire fucking beatdown of a match happened. It ended like that. I think if you if they would have ended it any differently, you would have won uh destroyed how strong you make Roman look. So if you had Braun just beat him into a pulp and throw him in the thing, all of a sudden he's not Superman anymore. He's Batman without the gadgets. What if I give you a stipulation about the match could have lost that would have kept Roman looking as strong as he was, and he still would have lost? What if I give you a scenario? I mean, I'm sitting right here. Braun Strowman slams him through the top of the ambulance. Okay. I mean, you got me on that. Right? that. That would have been fucking cool. I thought that would have been the finish. I honestly thought that was going to be. I thought they were going to get up there and Brown was going to do the uh, running power slam on top of the uh, ambulance and they were going to break through the roof. That's how I saw the match ending. That's how I wished the match would have ended. And then Braun crawls out the back of the ambulance and shuts the door. And Braun! Yeah. 
Tell me that wouldn't be a badass right, finish. That would be a fucking badass finish. That would have been an incredible badass finish. You know what? If you wanted Roman Reigns to be the powerhouse, to to be shown as the powerhouse he really is, he still could have gotten up and did exactly what he did after the match. Kind of wanna, you want to take uh, people back to uh, what happened? Well, after the match, man, that, that was probably one of the most uh, brutal things I have seen in a while, the WWE. Throw Braun in the back, drives out to the parking lot and slams the back of it into a semi. And then Braun get, can't even get out on his own accord. They have to get the jaws of life. Mm-hmm. And then he walks away. Kind of. He, a little stumbly. I liked how like when he was walking away, you actually hear like... I mean, Braun Strowman busted up his arm and showed very little, like, I mean, he looked like he was in pain, but he did not, like, imply in any way that he was hurt. But when you hear him say, leave me alone, you could hear that in his voice. Oh, yeah. Um, Like, I'm done. (laughs) Yeah, it's, the last time I saw anything that brutal, and tell me if you remember this, it was back when, uh, so after Kane amassed himself, went on his tirade, mm-hmm. started um, obsessing over Linda McMahon. Shane McMahon uh, locked him inside uh, a limousine and drove the limousine into um, a trailer. Do you remember that? I do remember that. This was very, very close to being just as bad. I would still put this above that. But to compare it is very similar. I mean, obviously for many reasons. Right. But the fact that the fact that they literally had to call in the fire department to tear open the side of an ambulance to get the man out, and the man literally got out himself barely, stood up barely, and walked away barely, blows my fucking mind. But he did it all, regardless of the fact that he barely could fucking do it. Right. And what does this mean for Roman? You know, when Braun comes back, I'm pretty sure that's not going to be a happy man. It's two things I'm I'm kind of iffy about this. Uh, I'm curious about this um, storyline. What else can they do, and who else can they have these matches with? Outside of Roman Reigns, who could stand up to Braun Strowman? Joe, Samoa Joe. Touche. Eventually, Cass maybe. I would like to see. I would like to see Strowman and Cass. Because yeah, I mean Strowman already put down the Big Show. Yeah. Everyone's put down the fucking Big Show, man. Dirty has fucked up that guy's life. <laughs> I mean, he may not say it. I know he went on record with us. Don't go see Balls saying that he loves playing over the younger guys. But I mean, like they. I mean, it's just like great Kali. You turn him from the. Pujabi nightmare to the uh, Pujabi playboy and just fucked up that fucking thing. Um, during the situation with uh, Braun Strowman, Raw decided to add a ninth match to the card <laughs> with an impromptu match between Heath Slater and Kurt Hawkins. This match was so useless, you did not see the finish. Because they were pulling Braun Strowman out of an ambulance. Right. Uh, Heath Slater did win. We did not see the win. We barely saw the match. But it was interesting to me because 
this was so impromptu that Heath Slater was still so wrapping his wrist as he was walking up. I mean, Hawkins didn't even have his cane with him when he came out. Like I, like I was uh, before the show, we had been discussing this, and they just looked so confused by what was going on. So, what was supposed to happen? What did happen? Makes you wonder. Mm-hmm. You know, what, was Roman supposed to, or did Roman just do it? Did you kind of see that glance back that Roman did to Kurt Angle? Yeah, <laughs> you didn't see shit. Yeah. Like you saw nothing. Um, yeah, I mean, it, it It looked like it was something like, you know, holy shit, what the hell just happened? Get someone out there. Keep the show going until right. we figure out what's going on. And hey, you know, more power to Slater and uh, Hawkins going out there having an impromptu match. I mean, granted, the match lasted all of two minutes. But, I mean, they did. I mean, at least they did something. They, did. they went out there. They, they, they took one for the team, so mm-hmm. to speak. Yeah. Final match of the card, the main event match, Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe, uh, Universal title match, six-minute long match. Uh, that's longer than the first couple of matches he had with Goldberg, so... To me, this match was, seemed a lot longer than six minutes. It did seem a lot longer. And I was a huge fan of the fact that Samoa Joe attacked Brock Lesnar before the bell even rang and put him through an announcer's table. Mm-hmm. I, I I enjoyed that. So I like, like you know, you're Samoa Joe. You're mm-hmm. Joe is gonna kill you. That's I'm so happy that they started chanting that when Brock tried getting back in. I love the fact that Samoa Joe literally took this entire match, or like took it to Brock Lesnar this entire fucking match. He kept him in the corner. I mean, like yes, Brock Lesnar did take him to Suplex City. I think he got like six suplexes out of it. It kind of sucks. Only took one out of five to get Samoa Joe out. I'm assuming. Maybe got him off guard because I know Samoa Joe can could fight through a lot more than one. I mean, and you're talking that's at the end of the match. Joe had just been on full throttle as soon as that match started. Oh yeah, and I mean, like, so the match lasted for a total of six minutes and twenty five seconds. Okay, I honestly believe that for half that time, Brock Lesnar was stuck in the sleeper hold. Oh yeah, for I mean, like it it baffled me. Like his face was purple. For more than half that match. I, he even took a low blow. Mm-hmm. I mean, a, a kick low blow yeah, like that. That. Was, that was a rough low fucking blow. That looked like a real rough that low. That was a real fucking rough one. Um, Yeah, so Brock ended up retaining. Brock won the championship. Uh, next Monday on Raw, Samoa Joe wants his rematch. Roman Reigns says he already caught dibs on it for SummerSlam. So now they're going to face each other to find out who faces us. Um, Brock Lesnar. Who's winning, Samoa Joe or Roman Reigns? I'm, I mean, if if we're thinking the Shield is going to SummerSlam, then I'm going to have to go uh, Joe because that only makes sense. But if the Shield isn't coming back together, then it's going to be Reigns. Mm-hmm. But I, I'm going to stick with Joe only because man, I like Joe. To yeah. me, he's... Like I said, one of the big boys in wrestling that can move like a Ferrari. Yeah, I'm. I'm. I think I'm going to stick with Samoa Joe. I think uh, his push is just beginning. Um, they need to have. I don't want to see another Brock and Reigns fight. Don't need to see it. Don't want to see it. Um, I hope Joe wins. I think Joe 
deserves a universal title push. I think he deserves that opportunity. I think he deserves that main event. May sound a little bit longer than six minutes, but uh, overall, you did end up winning five to four. So, congrats to you. Yeah, thank you. So, uh, hopefully, uh, when Battlegrounds comes around, uh, maybe I could take uh, take that win. So, I think that about brings us to the end of the show. Yeah, I think believe that's it. Awesome. So, ladies and gentlemen, make sure that you uh, follow Southland Championship Wrestling on Facebook. Keep in mind that next Saturday on the 22nd, Southland Championship Wrestling Meltdown in Shabance is happening. Make sure you're there. Tickets are just $12. We're going to be there. Come say hi to us. Take some pictures with us. You know, get famous. I mean, we're trying. Yeah. Steve, we're waiting for you, by the way. This is all out to you as well. Come <laughs> Hashtag. Hashtag <laughs> fuck Steve. Um, no, seriously, man. I mean, come on. You know, we'll take a picture with you. We'll pop you on Facebook. Somebody will, you know, find you relevant at some point. Um, there's other uh, other shows coming up uh, in the next few weeks that we'll update onto our website as well, so you guys catch all that action. Um, make sure you follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for everything that we have going on. Uh, you got anything else? I think that's it. It's time to ring the bell on this show. I am Travesty. I'm Dizzle J. Thank you for listening to another episode of Just Freaking Wrestling, the JFW Podcast. <laughs>